Alright. Welcome to the first ever XPEC podcast. My Yay. name <laughs> I'm Jacob, or Spiffyish, and you are I am Dalton. Or something else cool. Well if it's league that you know me by, then I'm Dalton. It's not Dalton. <laughs> Anything else I guess it's Damon Bjorn. Okay. I guess right. that's the only other alias I have really. It's cool, it's cool. Alright, and this is just a um little podcast talk show about um, primarily gaming and uh, the world around it, Uh, esports, news, yeah, pretty much anything gaming. Um, So I guess to start out, uh, a little bit about us, Um, I've been gaming since I had an NES when I was probably like eight or so, I want to say. Um, from there to GameCube to Xbox to computer to 360 and everything in between and now primarily PC gaming. Uh, played pretty much anything under the sun that I can get my hands on. Pretty much enjoyed all of it for the most part. So, yeah. What about you? For the most part. Um, well, I was kind of the opposite. I started out with PC. Uh, I think the first game I ever played was Doom. Uh, my my dad was kind of a not really too much of a gamer, but he loved to just build and tinker with computers, and that was one game he had on his computer. And I still remember he had one of those uh, those joysticks that was just like a stick and two buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like super like old. The Atari practically. And I was probably like five, and I think I was sitting in his lap playing Doom. So that's that's kind of where it started. And then eventually, I always got his hand hand me down computers, and then I got consoles later on in life. I think yeah. my first console was a PlayStation, the original. PlayStation. That's fun. Uh, yeah. I play uh, the same way though, pretty much play anything and everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's good stuff. Alright, well to uh, I guess touch on some of the news, some of the stuff that's um, currently happening, we're at a pretty exciting time I suppose, coming into fall, um, hearing about new games, uh, more games are coming out as the fall comes and into winter season. Um, uh, today, specifically, uh, a couple things happened. Uh, Far Cry Primal was officially revealed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, they started the live stream last night. Uh, today is Tuesday, th- October 6th, by the way. Um, last night, they started a stream that was like cave writings. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be. And Dalton says, Far Cry. I'm like, what? No, there's no way. <laughs> and then today, a Far Cry Primal. I'm like, wow, whatever, dude. Um, so for me, uh, the trailer, all the, like, the, I don't know. They haven't really showed, like, like they've showed in-game footage, but they haven't really showed uh, gameplay, per se, um, as far as, like, just straight up uncut someone playing the game uh but from reading their description of it and some of the different elements of the game it sounds pretty interesting to me um i think it's interesting that they're going back in time as because it's kind of been uh like it's literally just been progressing as time would progress and then obviously far cry 3 blood dragon was a little out there but (laughs) Did you play Far Cry 4? I actually did not play f- the fourth. I haven't played it, no. 
See, I was kind of curious about that because I didn't play the fourth one either. I played the first one, obviously, which was an experience. Yeah, and, uh, yeah definitely. The second one I kind of touched, not not really. My dad bought it, and eh. it was like their their time of experimenting. I feel like mm-hmm. with the kind of open worldness, and three yeah. was actually I I enjoyed that one for. Oh, yeah. Far Cry is not really high up there on my list of games, but it was it was still a decent game. And I'm just kind of curious because with the first and third one, which is the one I have the most experience with, it always kind of had this campy action movie feel. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, you know what I mean? And I don't know how 4 is, if it's like that or not, but it, with the direction they're going with this, it, it's kind of interesting to me to, to have that setting because it's gonna, yeah. it feels like it's going to be harder to, to have that style which i don't know if they're really known for that being their style that's just kind of something i noticed was you know it was the over the top kind of even dialogue just came yeah crazy. yeah no definitely i played a i played the first one i probably just played a little bit of the campaign second one i played a lot but i mostly played like me and my cousin would just mess around with, like the uh the level editor and like stuff like that mm, just mm-hmm. make as much stuff explode as we could <laughs> but oh, yeah. the third one i definitely played and then blood dragon was their completely over the top ridiculous yeah that's right i forgot about that i did play a little bit of that too yeah I and i think I that was like their pinnacle of like wh- I feel like maybe what that was was them getting that out of their system so that then they could make this like super serious prehistoric game because I just don't I don't I, I just don't see it having the same atmosphere um like supposedly you're able to uh like come across people build your tribe uh, make your tribe stronger and then try and conquer other tribes so it seems like it's going to be more of a uh I guess I don't know if I'd say like I, th- I just feel like it's going to be more of a progression style. Like, they want right. you to, like, instead of just a storyline, like, yeah, there will be a story, but I feel like it's going to be more of a, like, a, there will actually be vertical progression of how your tribe functions and how, like, everything works and how strong you actually are, um, which I think will be an interesting aspect. I just think, um, I don't know if, I kind of wonder if they're piggybacking off the whole, like, arc um like that kind Something of thing else. um dinosaurs be- everywhere man yeah like di- the whole dino like they're coming back like i feel like video games and movies go through uh like cycles where like so like the walking dead uh h1z1 zombie daisy thing. zombies and then jurassic world came out and now it's like arc and all this other stuff mm-hmm. is like at the peak um and I feel like the dinosaurs aren't quite as popular as zombies because zombies are still just everywhere. But uh, no, they, they have their following. I think it's. I think the thing with dinosaurs is, it, it's a little more niche, maybe. But I think the main thing is it's like, it's not really a horror factor. It's like something mm-hmm. different. It's yeah. like they have to make an adventure. It's just intense. Like yeah, it's not really scary, but it's like it'll it'll still definitely right. get your blood pumping. Like it's definitely still something to. Um, Which I could guess. make it easier if you think about it, because I feel like a lot of the problems games had with zombies was they never knew: are we making slow, scary zombies, or are we making fast? Let's just yeah. slaughter everything zombies. Yeah. And dinosaurs, it's like, well, they're dinosaurs. Yeah, uh, they get the variant because you know there's the big ones that are lumbering, but they'll still eat you. And then there's like the raptors that are fast and they're gonna eat you. <laughs> Either yeah, way, you're probably gonna get eaten. Right, so, right. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think it'll be. I 
I mean, I guess they didn't even really show dinosaurs, huh? They showed, like, mammoths and uh, saber-tooth. But I feel like it's got to come into play somewhere. You would think. If it, if it doesn't, that would be kind of weird. Because it's like they got so close to doing that, like, we're going to do dinosaurs. Yeah, they're like, already cavemen. Like, why yeah. not? Right? I yeah. feel like it's going to be like a... Like a later date hype thing like yeah just like show a t-rex yeah Uh, yeah i feel like that could definitely come into play um i'm just hoping that it's like enough um content like to actually be with like a 60 dollar game you know what i mean like uh arc is really cool because it has so much for what is it i think it's 30 dollars by default but it's on sale like probably once a month almost yeah um and i feel like that like has the whole multiplayer build your own base like you get to do all this stuff and it's still that kind of well although there is like futuristic technology later on like once you unlock that but uh um i guess we haven't really seen a good example from a big publisher of uh a game like this that i can think of I almost don't want to compare it, but there was Turok. That's true, but that's but still Guns. That was so long ago. I never even really yeah. played Turok to be honest. I mean, um, it was okay, but like, yeah, it's in sixty-four days. Like, you know. Yeah, whatever. I mean, they did. Re- they remade. They did make a new Turok, but it flopped completely uh, because no. you could literally just run around and knife every single dinosaur and insta kill it. I remember that. That sounds like amazing design. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Great. something. Um, but yeah, I think initial impressions is interested and seems cool. Still kind of teetering on the, uh, not worried, but I guess, uh, what is the word? Um, just not fully convinced, I guess, uh, that it, that it's going to be fun. And there's going to be a lot of people that would agree with me on this. And I know I'm also going to piss some people off though, but it's really hard for me to like some of these AAA games sometimes. Mm, yeah. It just because you know, you know it's going to be full price. You know they're going to have DLC. And even if the game's good, like it's you know close to worth 60, it seems like they always skimp on something that just leaves you wanting more and that's like mm-hmm. their ploy. Yeah. And I you know, I don't like to 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 rag on them too much because there's still developers behind those big companies that still have to work their asses off. And I have a lot of respect for those people. But even Far Cry, like when Far Cry 4 came out, I literally just had no interest. Yeah. And I, it was just like, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm a little scared that even with the new, you know, like when, well, I remember when Far Cry 3 came out and you had like the skill trees that you could pick your mm-hmm. different skills and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was really cool and everything. But then it was just like kind of shallow. And you just felt like, well, they're probably going to keep this. They're probably going to keep expanding on it. And it's going to be better next time but you're still having to pay another 60 dollars. yeah and the thing is with stuff like that is like it's so hard now to come up with original content as far as systems in games go because like a skill tree you want a good skill tree you're gonna go play uh path of exile like where you can literally do whatever you want like uh like something like that like it's just these aspects of these games are so hard for them not to copy to where but to still have oh sorry to still have it be good like right. that people are going to want to play it so my, my gripe isn't so much as copying though i feel like because it's gonna copy you're gonna like every yeah at this point like pretty much everything has been done yeah so. 
it's just I feel like if you're gonna take the time to put a system into a game, at least at least make it feel like fulfilling. finished. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing with um, big games and releases, and um, from I mean every aspect from initial launch to anything like we're seeing a lot with MMOs and. It's just things not feeling finished, and I think that's probably one of the biggest complaints that gamers have about, uh, um, you, especially you, big games. Do you think that's that's due to the transition that games are making into kind of the Hollywood market, to have to rush things out and get it done? The kind I think of- I think that's definitely a big aspect of it. Is we have uh, the the blockbuster mentality of if we don't. Uh, release this game then people are going to be upset that like we haven't given them something you know what I mean uh, but at the same time I feel like so there's that they gotta like they have to have a balance between um, people want a game and people want a finished product right. and a lot of them are teetering on that line we're like hey we're getting this game out and people people are going to enjoy it but there's still going to be people that are like, well, like, where is this 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 content that we yeah. were promised or that should be there kind of thing. And you can't so. please everybody, but... Yeah. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah, I actually, so I think I that's going to be the biggest kinda, thing. Yeah, I, I actually wanted to kind of touch on that too with the, um, the game that came out not too long ago, the, the new Metal Gear. Because uh, I, I feel like, and I, I want to try and... This one's kind of hard to talk about because there's like it's hard to talk about things without spoiling stuff for people. And Metal mm-hmm. Gear fans, they do not want anything spoiled. But, yeah. Uh, I feel like they kind of suffered from that a little bit. They suffered from the it felt unfinished, in, mm. in a lot of ways, and it left a lot of fans kind of with a bad taste in their mouth. Even though if you play that game, that is literally, and I will fight people over this, the best stealth gameplay mm. I have played in years. Yeah. But but you know that's I haven't had the chance to play it yet, but I believe you from what I've seen. Um and I guess that kind of transitions into our next thing, which was that uh Metal Gear Online did launch today. Um again I have not played it, however you have. And what do you think? <sighs> wow, that actually kinda so, ties into the unfinished thing too. Yeah, okay, so here's from an outside perspective, not having played it, um, does it feel like um, does it feel like a multiplayer experience or does it feel like you're taking a single player game and being plucked in with other players? Honestly, that's one of the good things about it is the way the single player works. It translates extremely well into multiplayer. Okay. Like well, I guess, honestly- I, I guess, I guess for me, I, I mean, I've seen, I guess that makes more sense. Um, hearing that because uh, I kind of forgot about like the progression of like your base and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I guess that does make sense. So I guess that's kind of cool that they're retroactively placing things in single player that can then relate to okay. multiplayer as well. And this is kind of weird. I know for you as well to talk about because when you play a multiplayer game, at least for us, we're almost always like going to be into the competitive side of it. Right, right. Like as soon as it comes out, we want to know about it. Because yeah. Because that's how that's 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 what we have fun playing, and that's not yeah. for everyone. And uh, that's the part that I feel is a little bit unpolished on it. The, I, like you can't complain about the mechanics of it really because it feels just like the single player, which is absolutely amazing. It handles wonderfully. It, you know, it's great. But matchmaking, there is no matchmaking. It's player hosted servers 
Mm. And so there is no, there's no like real rating. Like they have a ladder, but it, it doesn't make any sense because all it does is just place you by like how many points you've made over your career. Which, if there's no ranking system, your points are basically just made up of you know how many points did you get last game. Mm. It's not very in depth. the The system for unlocking things is, I, and again, I haven't gotten very far, but it kind of works the same way where you can put your attachments on your gun and customize them and everything. But it's a, sh it's kind of like compared to the single player which is literally you can just take like you, you can take any gun and mash it with another gun like take an AK put an M4 clip in it and right. you know you change the ammo type like you can change everything and it's not that detailed which could be argued for balancing purposes but the game's so casual that I don't mm. really see why that's necessary yeah. like, and uh, I don't know yeah, it, they may it may be the type of thing where this is what they're going to support to make money so it's going to be a lot of like new content that they put in the game for multiplayer until they can release some sort of expansion for the single player or something. I kind of see that's where it's going. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's great. It's it's not going to be for everybody. I think they could have done better, but they could have also tanked it, which they didn't. So. Right. Okay. Well, it seems like I th it seems like they put a lot of like thought into how it's actually gonna work um yeah. i'm interested and it doesn't seem like they had any real issues with uh the, the initial launch of it like no but again tb no tbd service. yeah okay so, so they didn't really have to worry about that okay that makes sense huh yeah i guess that may, i wonder if that's if they plan do, do you know if they have any plans of doing anything like it's that? It's Konami, they don't say anything. Yeah, but okay. I feel like if they want to extend the life on it, which is something that the uh, MGO2, which I actually played a lot of, it was more competitive, or at least the the crowd inside of it was competitive. Right. Like I, it didn't really have like a matchmaking or anything, but it was still, I don't think it did, it's been a while. But I feel like with how many games, you know, Counter-Strike, you know, all these games have matchmaking systems. Like, they yeah. could implement something extremely simple, and the game, the game's life expectancy would just go through the roof. Right. Because that's really what it needs. And dedicated servers, because there's nothing worse than losing a game because you're lagging because your host is terrible. Yeah. Like, For sure. For sure. All right. Well, then, next thing, I guess, um, something fairly recent is Capcom. Uh, one of the, oh man, oh, I forgot who it was. Uh, one of the, I can't remember if he was a department head or what, uh, basically said, stay tuned for Resident Evil 7. Um, so my thing is, is that they're, because the reason that they even had to comment on it was because in 2013, a pay stub surfaced from an employee that's had Resident Evil 7 on it. Um, so I'm wondering if this is just them, you know, like... Covering their asses? Yeah, or if, like, they're actually working on it. Um, I mean, we both have played Resident Evil. We both played it together. We played RE6, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Water. Don't like water levels. I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, you had to go to the water, not me. But, uh, yes. Uh, I would be very excited to have another Resident Evil. Uh, however, I hope that they don't go the route of Dead Space and make it less scary. Well, that's, yeah. 
because and I love Dead Space to de- like one of my favorite series. The first one was incredibly intense and scary. Second one was still it was a little bit less, but it was still super scary and intense and got your blood pumping. Um, third one just was so lacking in the like actual like fear. Like yeah, there was there were super intense parts and super trippy parts with because we played the co-op, so like the visions that you would get and stuff like that freaked me out. But it wasn't the same. Like it wasn't the same. Like holy crap, I'm gonna die right now. Like kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Bioshock suffered the same thing too. Like Bioshock one scared the crap out of me. Bioshock two still scared the crap out of me. And then it was just okay. Parts of it, I guess, not nearly as little- not nearly as much though. That's that's very true. But and then. Wait, and then the next one was, uh, what is it? Yeah, Infinite. And that's, I mean, it has some, like, storyline pieces that are like, what the heck? Like, that's really weird that it scares me, but, like, not, like, scary moments, really. Um, And so I'm just really hoping that Resident, because Resident Evil has kind of very, very slowly started to kind of lose some of those aspects, um, like, just going from four to five, I feel like there was a lot more of the like focus on combat, which is fine because obviously you want the combat to be good. But like, I just want those gripping moments like that really get you. Like, look at a game like Until Dawn, where that's literally what the whole game is. It's a story, a horror story about scary crap. And yeah. that game was phenomenal. I didn't play it, but I watched an entire... Actually, I've now watched two entire gameplays of it because it's that good. And so I think if Resident Evil can pull off something like that with their co-op and um, uh, combat system working as well as it, as it very well can, uh, I think it would be a great game, and I would definitely be excited for it. Yeah, Re- Resident Evil's an odd one for me because... You mentioned Dead Space, and it's like, with Dead Space, it's like they, it was like the slow burn of kind of, you know, they kind of lost a little bit of the scariness, which I, I enjoyed 3, but oh, yeah. it was, it just wasn't the same type of game. If you yeah. wanted the same type of game, you were disappointed, but when you look back at it, you're like, well, it was still Oh, it fun. was it was great. Uh, part of what made it great, though, was the new stuff they added, like the crafting. Like, I thought the mm-hmm. crafting was super cool. Um, yeah, and and also, of course, the co-op, so... It, it felt like a Gears of War game to me. Yeah, a little bit, like, yeah. And that to to me that I mean, so I did like it. But with Capcom, the thing about them is with Dead Space, it's like they were they weren't new, but they didn't have the lineage that Resident Evil has. Mm, I mean, Resident Evil's true. been around forever, and I kind of understand them taking a different direction. They saw that people didn't really respond to it that great, and I feel like the reason we haven't seen another one is because they're trying to figure out how they want to take the what direction it want to take the game but with resident evil it's like since i would say since the beginning of five four people were still pretty happy with because it hit that balance mm-hmm. to me and i think a lot of resident evil fans agree that it hit that balance of holy shit scary but you know i'm still i can take on a horde of guys if i need right, to right. you know and uh with five it was like the co-op was really good so people were like yeah but it just didn't feel as great and then six was just it was fun, I guess, but looking back on it, I I I loathe that game. Like I really do. 
comparing yeah. it to other Resident Evil games. Yeah, yeah. And they, they've had all of this time to see people complain about it. They've even come out with Resident Evil Revelations, which is a different, uh, I think it's a different studio, but, yeah. or I don't even know that for sure, but I'm going to say this. And <laughs> sure. it, it even has more scary parts to it. And people responded better to it, but it doesn't have the hype as a main game because yeah, the characters right. and everything. But, like, they have all this proof of here's what will sell a game, here's how we can make money, and here's what people like. Yeah. And they still don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, definitely. That's the part that confuses me. It's just kind of it's kind of scary, like, because obviously publishers and stuff, they want to uh, get into, they want to do something new that's potentially refreshing for people and, and that makes sense um but i feel like that's where the opportunity for new ips comes in um but at the same time obviously there's always worry about a new ip that people just won't pick up on it so people can what they can do is they can alter their gameplay just enough still stick the same name on it and people are like whoa a new resident evil game i'm gonna pre-order it i'm gonna pick it up and then i'm gonna complain about it and then the publishers still seem to be not necessarily okay with it but at the same time like they're making money and it's it's kind of frustrating and but i guess all we can do is just hope that that they're keeping more in mind of what the people want so i it yeah that's just the part that just confuses me because like like you said the making money part i honestly cannot imagine them making more money off of another game like six compared to making like another four right right you know, yeah. they can keep the co-op, and they can work that out, and they can be fine, but, like, I don't know. It's 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 just an odd... It's just you don't want it to become another Call of Duty, where it, they just slap the Call of Duty franchise on it, and people buy right. it. Which is no, fine not... for the people that play... The, no offense to people that play those games. I used to play them. I, 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 if I had one, I'd probably still play it. I don't have any of them. Um, but it's just, it's just kind of become the syndrome of people just automatically buying a game just because it has a name uh which is unfortunate but i guess the other capcom thing is that they said they don't have any plans for devil may cry for another one uh which to me is disappointing um because i actually did not play that much devil may cry uh of the early ones uh barely like barely touched them at all however dmc the newest one that came out in 2013 i played the crap out of that game and enjoyed it immensely um i thought the writing the the characters the i mean like everything like uh, just it just made sense to me like um as someone that was pretty much coming in fairly fresh to the, the devil may cry franchise it felt really comfortable to me um and so i would i would personally really like them to uh have the opportunity to make another one um I'm not really sure if I'm surprised. I haven't. I mean, I haven't really looked at sales numbers as far as DMC goes. Um, it's very possible that it just didn't do as well, and so they're not uh, as uh, rushed for another one as they are would be, or as they would be with a Resident Evil type game. Um, but I don't know. <clears throat> what do you think? That's uh, kind of well. For one thing. There's two things that I'm the wrong person to talk to about. Uh, for one, I only played the older Devil Maker Eyes and I didn't play them a lot. And for two, uh, I that type of game isn't really my cup of tea. But I do know that Devil May Cry has a really good following, and it would be sad to kind of just see something it like fizzle. that disappear. Yeah, yeah, because you know, it, 
you never want a whole, you know, genre of the game to disappear. And that's a really big one in that, like, hack and slash action type game. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm almost wondering if this is just them keeping it under the wraps, um, saying that there's no plans, quote unquote, or if they, or if legitimately they just aren't even like worried about it right now, but it's still something in the future. Because um, I really don't, I really don't think that they're just being done with it. I really don't. Um, I feel like because of the stay tuned for RE7 thing, I feel like that's their focus right now. Um, as well as they've been, what, uh, they're showing the next Street Fighter, right? Yeah, there's a yeah, new they've Street been, Fighter. They've been out. showing that. Um, Which is their moneymaker. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, so I feel like they just have their focuses on other things, uh, and we could still probably see it in the future. Um, I guess we could probably hope for that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um Another recent was the Witcher Three expansion did come out, and wait, is it out? No, it's not out yet. I thought that was next week. It's not out yet. That's right. Sorry, I'm sorry. Is coming out. Sorry. Don't scare me like that, man. I was, I, was like... about to, I was about to open up Steam. And <laughs> sorry, no. Get the wall I, I I got it confused with the, with uh, the other one, but um, so this is their the first Witcher Three expansion. First expansion, not really first actual expansion, expansion, right? Um, so, I guess because I haven't played The Witcher three, I've only played the first and second. Um, how, like, how much are you like actually looking forward to this? Not just, not just like hype, but like the actual like content that it's adding. Well, let me tell you something. When we've been talking about all these other game developers. You could put any game developer in front of me. I don't care who it is, and none of them would live up to what Project Red has done with their company. Like, straight up, I respect those guys way more than anybody else in the right. scene right now. They are absolutely amazing. I will throw money at them for pretty much anything mm. they put out. And it, when The Witcher 3 came out, I was kind of scared, I guess, because I love The Witcher 2. The Witcher 1, I, I mean, it was great, but it it's it's an old game yeah oh, and, absolutely. Uh, the witcher 2 was great but it was it was one of those games i don't i don't uh, i can't really think of another one that comes to mind right off the bat but one of those where you finish it and you just you wanted more you like you you wanted to have anything just to get more story out of it right. and then they announced the witcher 3 and they announced this open world and all this stuff and i'm like that sounds amazing, but normally when companies do this, it can be real bad real quick. Mm -hmm. And that game delivered. Like, it's probably my game of the year. I mean, it's, it is absolutely phenomenal. And then they came out and said, all our DLC is free until the expansions. And then they priced the expansion, and it's like, the first one's supposed to be 10 hours of story, just story gameplay time for, what was it? Ten bucks or something? It, I mean, I'm it, not even sure. <laughs> I'm not even sure what it is because I don't care. I'll still buy it. Right, but right. it's like <clears throat> that is absolutely amazing. And this game cost them like I think I saw something like it cost like millions and millions of dollars to make, and they're just like have it, just eat it right. up. And they, you know, they deliver on everything. Like even the bugs when the game came out, they patched them. Every, like they're just. I can't speak highly enough of those guys, and if you haven't played The Witcher 3, 
play it. Like, if you like any sort of RPG, like the Mass Effect games or Dragon Age or, you know, any... It, I mean, it, it, it's, it's almost Skyrim level. So, I mean, it has tons to sink your teeth into. I'm doing the New Game Plus playthrough. Um, the first playthrough took me, I think, I had 78 hours on the first playthrough. Which, I mean, that's your money worth right there. Right. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And... <laughs> Just with the second playthrough, I've already uncovered like a plethora of things that I yeah. never even touched on the first playthrough. And you know, on top of being able to take different paths and branches and everything, like it, it's it's worth it. And a lot of people are scared of, uh, you know, I haven't played The Witcher one or two, blah blah blah. Still worth it. Like there are some things that you'll kind of be a little lost on story-wise but it does a pretty good job of catching you up so yeah. we're like you know within a couple hours you're like okay i feel i feel like i know what's going on right so it's it is a uh it is an amazing game and i believe the expansions will deliver 100 percent. so it, so it is a primarily uh story-based expansion then yeah well it's um from what i've read this one is the smaller of the two expansions they have planned uh and this one takes part like you don't have to finish the game to um play it so it's not going to be main story driven right. it's kind of like because uh, in the game you have your main story quests and they tend to always branch out into multiple side quests which are mm -hmm. optional but they're always they feel like a story quest right, they're right, not right. like go <clears throat> pick this flower and bring it to me right right um and it's supposed to be just basically like another storyline that's off happening to the side of the main one that you can play and enjoy and it you know it comes i they said it was going to come with new mechanics too like ways to customize your character and stuff and hmm. uh expansions on the skill tree so it's not purely story like it does offer some gameplay right. changes so uh, we're probably thinking closer to like a uh like borderlands type expansion or like uh, say with the Tiny Tina where it's like a right. separate storyline kind of thing with more stuff so the one thing about this one which I do know some people were disappointed in uh, I didn't really mind it that much it it doesn't expand on the map uh, as far as like you're not going to a new region right which isn't really a big deal because as soon as you play the game you realize it's massive Huge. Yeah. so they're just kind of putting stuff into the game and you're going to play around with that the second expansion, which is supposed to be the more expensive one that adds like 20-something hours of gameplay, so I'd say, uh, yeah. is the one that will add another region, which, you know, is also a lot of hype. But I, I don't really think that's a drawback. I think that was smart of them. It's like they made a playground that was so big already. You know, we can we can just plug stuff into it. Right. And it's the map's varied enough, and it's, you know, I don't think that'll be a problem. But, yeah, I, w I, I would say it's like a Borderlands expansion, except it, it doesn't add. Uh, entirely new zone. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think it may. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it does add like places in the zone. Like it's not just going to be like you go to the exact same right, spot. Right. Right. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, it sounds like it's definitely something like considerable as far as an example um, for an expansion or DLC in general. Um, because I feel like a lot of the time the single player games like that. Uh, their DLC or expansions or whatever you want to call them are often lacking. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited to see how that pans out and to hear from you as far as how it pans out. Um, uh, all that to say, 
MMOs are most well known for their expansions. Um, as we know, World of Warcraft expansion is coming again. Another one next year. Uh, what's it called again? Legion. Legion. I was going to say something with Legion, but I don't think I was going to say Which really right, annoys so. me. Can I just say that? The fact you that they just named can. it Legion. <laughs> like, it, it, Burning Crusade and Legion, like, they're, they're, they're so... In my mind, they're so similar because of if you've played the games, you because see the Because of the Burning Legion? You just want to call this one Burning Crusade 2. Like, you just yeah. straight up do. Like, um, yeah. However, that's not even what we're really going to talk about. Just side tangent. But <laughs> um, recently, MMOs. So we had uh, Wildstar just relaunched last week. Uh, their free-to-play model. And has gotten off to a booming start. So much so that their servers haven't been able to handle it. Uh, but they're doing everything that they can. I mean, they've added more servers along with free server transfers um, for the time for as long as pretty much they're having problems. So that then you can transfer your your characters to a new server if you need to um, to be able to actually play, which is really cool. I think I think that's a really great way to do it, so that people don't just have to start off fresh. Um, I really like WildStar. I mean, we both played it. Do a little bit. I mean, we haven't gotten into in end game, um, but I think it's a really good um, example of how, like, because they just realized that it just wasn't working, that their payment plan wasn't like it just wasn't bringing the crowd that it wanted to, because so many games are like that, and so they did a relaunch, uh, which some people are completely like hate that a game would even do that uh, because, you know, you should do it right the first time, whatever. But I would so much prefer a game and a studio and a, and a, a uh, publisher to realize that what they have isn't working and to then remedy that. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm excited to see how it grows and everything like that. Um, I think it's uh, probably for me one of the better MMOs out there right now. Um, it's definitely kind of, it's a fairly typical sandbox mm -hmm. MMO. Um, combat is uh, more varied than, you know, like a World of Warcraft. Uh, you're not typically going to just select something and then cast skills. It's primarily skill shot based. Um, PvP is super fun. The storyline is great. Uh, voice acting is really good and also hilarious. Um I would definitely, I think right now it's right up there with Guild Wars 2 for me as far as like just games I want to play. Um, I think Guild Wars 2 is still one of my favorite MMOs out there. Um, I'm not really sure like if World of Warcraft right now for me would be something I would want to invest time in. Uh, just right now, I just don't feel like there's that right. much like to right be offered. Now, though. I yeah, think right once now. the expansion comes out, it will make sense again to play. Um, pretty much happens with every expansion. But we'll see. I think the new class looks really fun, but that's just me. Uh, I, I, I'm i going to be the polar opposite side of you here, and I'm just kind of disgusted with MMOs in general right now. And I love MMOs, but <coughs> it's one of the few things in gaming, I think, where, where they... they you know, we were talking about innovation and recreating a series or like, man, I understand how much it takes to make an MMO, keep it running and to work on everything. You know, I get it. 
but geez, we need some innovation in the MMO world. And every game that has innovation, they always do. It's like, this is great, and then it's this, and the other game has that, but you like they they just can't ever meet. It can never right. be the perfect. Right. There's never there. I have yet to see a game of an MMO where I'm just like, oh my god, they, they've nailed it finally. Like they got it, and that you know. I love WoW. I still love WoW to an extent. It's just WoW's the type of thing where it, it you you know what you're getting. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I love raiding. It's fun getting on raiding with friends, and you have like three months worth of content, and you unsub. That's the reality of it. You're not gonna yeah. keep playing like you used to, where it was just like, now I can make a new character. Like that doesn't really happen to me, at least. Um, Wildstar. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I like it. Um, it's like it has just enough that's different, so it doesn't feel like WoW. Um, it's still just not quite innovative enough for me to be like, you know, it's an amazing image. And they could change it later. I mean, they they if they tweak some things and, you know, if it has good raid content, like, that's a big selling point because since it is that WoW framework, I feel like that's what really sells it. Right. Like, that's what made WoW amazing. And... Uh, you mentioned Guild Wars, like, again, Guild Wars, I basically love everything about that game, the customization, the classes, the combat, I love everything about that game, but there's no rating. There's no PvE, in-game, yeah. fun content. So, like, that's my drawback from that, but I, I do still love that game, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of, like, the issue, so, Guild Wars 2 has amazing PvP, that's my favorite part of the whole game, is both the yeah. open world PvP and then the, the structured PvP as well. Um, and so but the the cool thing about it is that it's it's free so i get free end game pvp that i can just play whenever i want i love that uh world of warcraft has you know good pvp i enjoy it for when i do play it but however i would not pay 15 dollars a month to play pvp nope. uh when it's when it's you know it's cookie cutter pvp um wild star is free i uh, haven't haven't gotten into any of the big raids or anything like that um but it's uh, I would like to see how they're uh, if they're planning on doing any regular releases as far as new content for Endgame goes, uh, because obviously that's the biggest pull for games like that is Endgame. Um, you played Final Fantasy fourteen. I have not. Uh, I hear that it's still good. It's good. Okay. I, I don't really have a lot to complain about with the game. <laughs> But it kind of, again, comes down to innovation. Their crafting right. system's amazing. Uh, the classes are more interesting than a lot of MMOs. Uh, the, the only two real complaints I have about that, like the raids are good, or I don't even, I don't know what they're called, but the, the in-game content, right, right. Call it. They're, they're good. Um, my biggest problem with that game when I played it, which was before the expansion, so I don't know, uh, it, it lacked a lot of customization, which I think is kind of big in MMOs. Yeah. Another reason I love Guild Wars. Yeah, um, aesthetics. Aesthetics are everything. Yeah. And it also... Which another thing Guild Wars does, right? Uh, and even WoW to an extent. Like, customization, not just the way you look, but it was like when you're a Dragoon, you're a Dragoon. Like, you have the same skill set as every yeah, other Dragoon. Right. You, you know, it's you can tweak it in little ways to make your Dragoon the best Dragoon, but you're still going to cast right, skyfall right. and everything that the other guy does which means there's no pvp in that game like i'm sorry but people that say they pvp in that game like it's it's a joke to me because it's like again 
There's a dragoon, you're a dragoon, you both just fly at each other and you're done. Like, whoever hits the button first. Hmm. And uh, so, I mean, it's a good PvE game. Um, and it's pretty as all get out. I mean, it's gorgeous. Right. Um, and the zones are kind of... They're pretty, but you realize how small they are pretty quick. Like, they're... they're remember Guild Wars 1? Yeah. Where they were kind of like you're caged in, like you just take a path. Yeah. Pretty much like that. You know? so yeah, I think... Okay, so I just, like... Just real quick, we're saying all this. I've been playing MMOs since since RuneScape made the transition from classic to the uh, yes. to the RS2. next one. I guess not. RS2, I mean, not right? not even the newest, but like that first transition from like literally the top down to yeah. the new one. Like I've been playing since then, and I've played the smallest free-to-play MMOs, like, Cabal Online was one of my first ones, and that game was probably one of the most basic. I had, I played that game a, a ton, because it had super fun, uh, like, late-game uh, PvP. Um, I mean, we've played, let's see, I, so I played WoW and Vanilla, and then played again in Lich King, and then again in Warlords of Draenor. Um, I played... We've played Terra Online. Uh, I've played Aura Kingdom. I've played, like... I, I used to literally just peruse onrpg.com and just find free-to-play MMOs and just try every single one until I found one that I could sink, you know, two months into, and then I would transition to the next one, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think Guild Wars 1 was one of my most-played ones. Um Definitely. Freaking love the crap out of that game. Guild Wars Two was an excellent successor to it. Um, I love the varieties that you get out of Guild Wars Two, and we're gonna touch on the on the uh, Heart of the Thorns. I guess we could talk a little bit about it now. It's their next expansion that's coming out, and they're adding even more variants and customizations, and a new class and 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 new systems that is just gonna improve the game a lot. And I think it looks really really cool. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, and I think that that's probably the, the biggest thing that people, like, I know for me personally, at least is looking for variety. Like when I play, when I play WoW, like if, even if I am making a new character, like I know, I pretty much know what to expect going into it. And yeah, you can have different specs and stuff like that. Um, but I'm still going to go on to, uh, what is that website called? Icy Veins, right? Oh, yeah, or I'm still, or Noxic, or whatever, and look up a build. I'm going to. And, like, uh, yeah, for Guild Wars, uh, too, a lot of the time, I'm going to look for stuff on, like, their, like, meta, as far as that goes, because, um, just because of, it, because me being a lazy personality, I don't have to do all the number crunching when there comes a patch, and they change how like a condition damage works right. or a cleanse works or a heal works, then I can go onto a website and be like, oh, well, this is meta. Okay, I just have to change out one ability or one right. trait or whatever. Um, but with Guild Wars, like, every weapon you use is a different skill set, and I think that's really cool. And, and I think that that's something that certain, like, I don't know, MMOs might be able to learn from. I'm not really sure if, I don't, like, I never, we played Elder Scrolls Online in the, um, Better. They did. They are touching. They have been touching on their expansion. Uh, supposedly is going to add twenty hours of gameplay as far as 
this storyline goes um which is interesting to me that they're timing it <laughs> um uh but i guess it makes sense for an elder scrolls game um that it just never really caught my attention i love the elder scrolls universe never caught my attention i think it's even free to play now but i just don't see myself going out of my way to play it it's it's like guild wars you have to buy the game and then it's free okay to okay um yeah i just i just i don't see like right now um i don't i haven't heard or i don't see any mmos coming out that's a new one that can compete with these big ones now um I just don't like I mean with another World of Warcraft expansion coming out like it's just so hard like and their subs have been dropping rapidly like mm-hmm. at a, a a current like just steady it's rate a, just been yeah. dropping and it's damn near nose which dead. sucks for them but uh, I, <laughs> I mean they does. just they just got to they got to figure something out I mean Blizzard is doing in fine honesty, they're having Overwatch come out so yeah and all, in all honesty <clears throat> I don't think it does like the, the only <laughs> thing about that that would suck is if whoever's working on the World of Warcraft side of Blizzard if they lose jobs because that's right. the only thing. right right um, yeah besides that you know th- that being said the sooner WoW dies the sooner they'll replace it yeah and I have no problem with that that's yeah positive. yeah I, it's really interesting to me that it has survived so long and like yeah they've done retextures and and expansions obviously and things like that but i really did like i was super skeptical about the guild wars guild wars 2 um yeah but i i I think that it was a really great way for them to say okay this is all this stuff that happened in this game we're gonna take these pieces of it and we're gonna add all this new stuff and boom a new world has emerged and it's guild wars 2 and i think that was actually a super good way to do it and that's why i have a little i have hype for the expansion and then at the same time i have a smidgen of doubt and it's nothing against them because I, I do think they created an amazing game but i remember the first time playing guild wars 2 the story had me just as I, well i don't want to say the story just the entire environment the world building they did it had me enthralled and it made the pve like fun right but because of the way it's set up i wouldn't want to do it more than i've done it twice and I wouldn't really want to do it again because right. it's it feels very lengthy and drawn out. Um, with the new expansion, I hope that they have a way to build on the world and reward players with some sort of, you know, projected climb that like shows shows you put in the effort to do it, but it's not necessarily like you're just continuing the same story because if they keep doing that, it is going to get really drawn yeah, out. Yeah, no, if totally. Because an MMO is still an MMO. Like, yeah. It, they did a good job with it, but, you know, I when they did their living world stuff, the cosmetic rewards were cool and everything, and I liked it. But at the same time, I'd like to see some things, like in the future, uh, when they do a big patch, you know, let's see, let's see some, you know, crazy weapon skins and stuff. But at the same time, let's see maybe release a new, you know, those, what are they calling them? The new specs, whatever. Right. Yeah. I forgot what they're called as well, but new masteries or whatever yeah, it's called. Like, yeah. Let's, let's see like a bigger chunk of story, maybe a big map and you have to play through it and then you get your new ranger, you know, skill set. Doesn't yeah. even need to be a new weapon type. Just like maybe replace the great sword with a different type of great sword weapon set so that people can see like, okay, it's kind of like that, uh, playing runescape. You remember, um, 
like if you want to use ancient magics you had to do the super hard quest mm -hmm. so everybody mm -hmm. that did it was like i i did it yeah, i got yeah. ancient magics i want that feeling again from a mmo i don't just want to like here's expansion hit level cap and go I, yeah like, that that sort of like it's story driven and you get a badass reward yeah like yeah i feel I, like the uh the user-friendly aspect of MMOs has gotten in the way. Like, I wouldn't—I don't want to say "quote unquote" hardcore gamers, but people that like difficulty. Like, um, there was a lot of stuff in, you know, in single-player games where like you have to go through hell to like get something that is really rewarding, like an achievement or whatever. Um, and there is definitely stuff like that in MMOs, in War in World of Warcraft, in Guild Wars, and I'm assuming in Wildstar. Uh, however, I feel like even the new things that are coming out are becoming easier so that people will be more willing to buy it. So say if an expansion comes out and they buy it and they see it's super easy to get this endgame content that they like really a lot, then the, when the next one comes out, they're more likely to buy it. You know what I mean? Um, because it just makes sense, um, which is fine. And if that's their selling point, that's fine. Um, a game like Guild Wars, for me, brings me back because of the replayability of PvP and reward tracks and things like that. And since they're adding more progression to Endgame with the expansion, I think that'll help a lot. Um, so yeah, I think that's. I think MMOs in general. Yeah, I think MMOs in general. I think we're seeing kind of a healthy movement away from World of Warcraft. No, like nothing against World of Warcraft. I've have enjoyed it for years, um, but I think we're seeing a healthy, uh, I guess, resurgent in other MMOs uh, with you know expansions and and relaunch and. Um, well, I'd compare like it to to single player games too. Look at how many open world games we're getting now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I and it. You know, sometimes they mess it up and it doesn't really work. But, you know, for the most part, I do enjoy when a game, you know, opens yeah. up like that. So if we could see that same sort of evolution from MMOs to where there's kind of like, I don't want to say any standard, because like I said, I think MMOs are the type of game where they should be the most creative they can. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, let's stop copying WoW. I, I said it. Yeah. Let's just stop. Oh, what was so. that one game called that we that we tried? Something to do with runes. Rune something. It wasn't, but it wasn't RuneScape. It was something else, but like, it was literally just a WoW clone, and I'm so tired of seeing that. I'm so oh, tired of it. Rift. Well, yeah, Rift was one. That's true. But that's not the one I'm thinking of. I can't remember what it's called. Anyways, um, that's pretty much it as far as, like, uh, you know, news lately, I guess. Um, or at least major. Uh, so, esports. We're at an interesting time right now, as far as League of Legends goes. Uh, world Championships are going on. Um, it's very interesting outcomes so far. It's what we're um, are we two weeks? I'm not a betting man. Right. Yeah. Are we a week or two? Two weeks. This is th this weekend was the second weekend. Um, I think so. NA is performing. You heard it here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the worst part about it is it's our worst team that's performing. Yeah. We so don't even know what's happened. Cloud Nine is three and zero. Um, and it's not a fluke. They did beat Fnatic, yep. although it was close. Balls got a penta on Darius. 
<laughs> what season is this again? <laughs> Mordekaiser is getting banned. Oh, um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't like Cloud9, personally. I'm not, I don't like them. I don't like... No offense to them out there, but I don't either, so... Uh. Yeah, I don't... If you're a Cloud9 fan, good for you. Um, they're doing great. I'm proud that an NA team is actually doing pretty well so far. So far, there's still a lot to go. Um, I don't like their organization or their players. Uh, I think Balls is funny. That's about it. Um, hey, he's from my hometown, Rip. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, CLG was 2-1. and one. They were doing really yeah. good. They are. I mean, I still think that they're looking really strong. TSM is 1-2. and two. Not looking as strong, although they did beat LGD, which is one of the other interesting things. LGD is 0-3. <sighs> um, Lemonation is saying that China's ban pick phase... Every Chinese team, their band pick phase has been horrendous. Um, however, he thinks that they're going to be fixing it, which I think is pretty obvious that they would want to fix it after messing up so much. Um, something that simple. Uh, or Origin is three and zero with their rookie eighty carry. How do you pronounce it? Is it Niels? Niles? Uh, I, I think it's, it's Niles. Niels. Is it Niels? I don't okay. know. They, they something say like that. Accent, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> something like that. Um, and he's performing really well. Uh, Peke is back. And it's, I mean, they're, I think, I don't know. I don't know if they're a better team than Fnatic, but I think they're right up there as far as EU teams go. Did, did you watch the EU LCS much? Mm, uh, no, not towards the end of the season, no. For, I, I watched quite a bit of it, and uh, I, I can honestly say, like, if Origin and Fnatic both make it, we really need to be afraid of Europe. Yeah. Like, if they can fix the little problems they have, both those teams are absolute monsters. And right. that, it's kind of for the same reasons, I guess. Uh, I would say Fnatic's a little more... Uh, I would compare them to, like, the TSM. They're pretty solid. Like, when they get things right, it looks right. You know right. what I mean? The communication, everything's down. It looks great. Uh, Origin... Um, they're the playmakers, I feel like. And I haven't watched Worlds when they played, so I don't know how well they did, but watching uh, ULCS, if they, if they if they play like that... I mean, yeah, they've definitely been... I mean, we've already been seeing the resurgence of the, the Peke plays and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, no surprise, SKT is 3-0. <sighs> they played... What was that? Was that Pain that they did Olaf mid? Or who was that against? I don't think it was Payne. Uh, it was the other Brazilian team. BKT. That's who it was. Right? Okay. Is it a BKT? I think that's what it is. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm butchering uh, this. Is BKT the Bangkok Titans? Yeah, Bangkok Titans. That's what it is. Never mind. It wasn't a Brazilian team. I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, they're... Oh, wow, voice crack. That's fun. Uh, they're being SKT. Um, my thing is this year we don't have... I just don't like we don't have another powerhouse team like Samsung like Samsung White last year was the team that like was the end all get all like kill ST SKT kind of thing. Yep. We don't really have a team like that this year. Um KT is doing okay. Uh Koo is not doing that great. And I, mean, I just they're two and one, but they didn't Yeah. Really. I just don't really see um like I think I think that 
I think that teams can beat them, absolutely. I just don't really know if when it comes down to a best of five. Um, it's going to be hard. Like, I don't know. Like, um, uh, shoot, what was that Chinese team that was in season three? Uh, oh, my uh, goodness. I can't think of their name. I'm just season- blanking. Yeah, season three was in the finals against SKT. Oh, that was a... Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't I even. I'm just blanking. <laughs> but, um, like, that was, like, super close. Like, they held their own, and it just still wasn't quite enough. And, I mean, there's absolutely no way that SKT isn't making it out of groups, let's be honest. Um, their group isn't even that difficult as far as the groups go. Uh, so, I think... I, th- I don't, I don't want to, like jinx it or anything but i feel like they would have to match up against one of the eu teams to get kicked out of either quarter or semis um otherwise i definitely see them going to finals uh which wouldn't be a huge surprise to anyone um i think that it's not really the same thing as every world so far um, we're seeing some switches and and things turn. It'll be interesting to see how it progresses farther, for well, sure. I mean, we've had upsets, which is already an improvement. Mm-hmm. I, was it last yeah. Worlds or the one before that? It was just like telegraphed, like you knew. Oh yeah, yeah. Predictions were pretty much all correct. Um, but I mean, personally, I want to see TSM do better, but we'll see. Uh, I think they'll pick it back up. I, I think, think I think that I think that they're getting the ball rolling now. After they beat Fnatic, they're probably pretty hyped. So. It'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, that's the main things in League of Legends right now. Uh, uh, I can't think. Let's see. Well, supposedly Expecial is not going to be on Liquid anymore. That's that kind of what he said. Because uh, Imp doesn't like him. And so the <laughs> management decided that they would rather get rid of him than get rid of Wait. Imp, essentially. Not Imp. Piglet. I'm sorry, Piglet. Wrong guy. Uh, yeah, Piglet. Uh, sorry. Um, so, I mean, that's uh, that'll be interesting to see what they pick up. Um, yeah, I don't know. Liquid was looking really good. Really, really good. Um, and I actually do. I like them more than most teams in the LCS. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I like Quas like a lot. Quas. Quas is I awesome. I respect Quas. I respect Quas for how he made it in the scene, and I respect him for how hard he tries and how well he plays. Yeah. But, well, I can't. You know what? I, I can't even talk because I'm I'm a CLG fan, and that's you know we, we just wait for them. <laughs> to throw. We just wait for them. To throw. I mean, I'm a TSM fan. I respect CLG, uh, especially bot lane. Uh, I respect Liquid uh, for Quas and. Um, Piglet, obviously. Uh, I just don't, I don't I don't know. It'll be interesting to see afterwards what happens. So um, if you had to make a top three pick, excluding Telecom, because I, that they're already in the top three guaranteed, pretty much. Um, I hate to say that, but it's. I think my top three would be. I I don't know. I still kind of think KT will be able to bring it back. Uh, to like actually become, like really do like perform. I think KT, Origin, and Fnatic, honestly, um, 
would probably be the ones that I would pick to get going far. Um, I think finals will be SKT and Fnatic. Okay, that's what I think. Personally, oh, it's it's. I want to put Fnatic up there, but it's it's really hard for how they've been playing recently. But I I feel like they should be able to bring it back. I would put uh, probably KT Origin, and I feel like I need to pick an N eighteen. Do you and know? This is, this is how I see it. <laughs> I mean, I would love to put a, a TSM in that list, but I don't know right now. It's difficult. Cloud9 is going to trip. They're going to trip. I, I also believe that. I don't care who it's against, but they're going to have a game soon where they're going to trip, and it's going to mess them up bad. Counter Logic Gaming, as much as I love them, it's going to go one of two ways. If they, As soon as they start losing momentum, they're going to crash and burn. So out of those three, I would still put TSM probably as like my third slot for NA. Like if they get up there, just because out of all the NA teams, they're the ones that can pull it together the best. Yeah, I feel like, and not just as a fanboy, but I think that if I was to pick one of them to make it out of groups, if it was only one, I think that CLG could make it out of groups. Um, but I think TSM is probably the most consistent as far as like they just know how to like rally and just come back and just make it happen like they make it work for the most part so as far as groups go honestly counter logic should get out of their group i, th I think they should i think they, they should as well <laughs> i mean c9 could as i mean i think cloud9 could as well um it would just be wait who are they who did, who's in their wait isn't are they in Fanatics? the same group with skt uh no they're with invictus and ah, uh, right. okay. hq HQ uh, do anything. Yeah, I think I think they probably will make it out of groups. Um, so that should be interesting. We'll see um, as far as that goes. But for right now, we're looking. We've had some interesting upsets and whatnot. So, um, and then in Counter Strike, it's mostly just minor stuff going on right now. Uh, TSM has been whooping butt in Counter Strike, and I love to see that because I'm a fan of TSM, the whole organization. Um, and I think their CSGO team is incredible. Uh, and yeah. Envious, of course, doing well. Titan still performing. Uh, NIP and Virtus have been kind of teetering. Like, they're still doing well, but they're, they're getting some pretty, like, teams are getting convincing wins on them for sure. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that turns up, like, I guess if they make any changes and then as far as the next major goes. But the biggest thing right now, I think, in, in Counter-Strike is... So betting, betting is somehow it's like kind of under the radar, but not really. Like it's becoming this big thing. Um, it's start like I feel like it started more as far as the betting on teams and on majors and things like that. Um, but now it's just turned into this gambling, right, where you mm -hmm. can bet your skins and things like that. And I've done it. Like I'll admit, I've done it. I think it's I have a pretty addictive personality, so I got to be careful. But <laughs> um, the biggest thing though is the young people that are playing counter-strike there is a big crowd of people that are you know high schoolers they're under 18 technically gambling is illegal for them and they're seeing these streamers and they're seeing these big names in counter-strike betting and gambling and is this detrimental to these kids are they gonna look at this and be like oh well this is okay like and then 
is like does that open the opportunity for them to then um get into other types of gambling and betting um i don't because simply because so here's where here's where i stand on this um i don't really think it's as big of a deal however i do like i've read about people like legitimately losing a lot of money like actual money um and that sucks um i think it's okay for the most part because people what most people that are doing that um like they're just you get some skins and some drops you unbox a few cases you spend 10 15 dollars and then you you bet it and you try and get more sometimes people are successful they win a ton like a huge pot and it's super cool sometimes you lose out but then it's okay it's like well uh and as the thing is though is that people get to that point where it's like oh crap i lost now i have to try again and then when people start to just straight up all right i'm gonna buy 50 dollars of skins just so i can bet it now that's where i feel like it becomes a problem um so i think I just I don't I don't know how I feel about people doing it on like big time streams. Uh, I know some of the streamers I watch have done it. Uh, I mean it's entertainment and people enjoy it. I just don't I don't know where it really fits in as far as um, like in I don't know it's just it's just an interesting phenomenon I guess now uh, that it's become so big. See that my problem with it. <laughs> Honestly, the part, the part that bugs me the most isn't so much that uh, how it would affect young kids too much. Um, I'm kind of of the mind to say, first of all, if you're that young and you're buying, I mean, they have to start as money you put into Steam for skins at some point. Yeah. Where the hell are they getting this much money? I mean... You can't blame the game company for that. You can't, bl- you know, you can't. But bl- now, see, it's weird because there's so many, there's so many pieces of um, companies and media that is involved in this. Like, you can look at the way that, uh, you know, Steam isn't really regulating any of it. You know, they don't really care, or they don't seem to. But then, on the other hand, you have like Twitch, who is known for pretty much censoring whatever they can. I mean, it's just the truth. And yet, they don't care about gambling on their streams. And I feel like a pretty quick way to take care of that is, well, you know, don't show gambling on your streams, you can get in trouble. But it's just there's so many people involved in this. It's like people are going to do what they want to do either way. And as far as influencing the younger crowd, I don't know how much that really can affect them because I don't feel like gambling anymore is something that's like alien to kids especially if they're already old enough to get on the internet right, and stuff. right. you know mm-hmm. it's an it's an easy way for them to start doing it a lot earlier which i guess can be a bad thing but i don't know it's i think it all comes back to like counter-strike doesn't even have a rating does it or like like a, uh i don't think so I don't like MSRP. I don't think or not. What? What? What am I saying? MSRP. That. That one. MSRP. Like. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Not only is that system completely pointless now because we can buy everything digitally, but it's like I I just don't understand. Like as far as kids getting this money, like I'm sorry, but that falls on the parents. 
Because the only other way they're going to get that money is if they go to Walmart and they put down 50 bucks in cash or get their parents to literally buy the card. Otherwise, they're taking their parents' credit card and putting the number in. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it's not all on the parents, but, you know, <laughs> if you're losing that much money on that, it's literally your own fault. And if your kid's taking your credit card and doing all that, you probably should be keeping a closer eye on your credit cards. Yeah. Like, so as far as the losing money, that part I think is just on the people that are doing it. I don't believe oh, yeah. in regulating that in any way, shape, or form. Um, I do, however, think it's kind of questionable when like streamers do it on stream all the time. It's kind of, you know, anybody can get on Twitch and look at that, and there's no way for them to censor that unless Twitch does it themselves. Yeah. And I, I think it. it for the streamers themselves, it kind of sheds a bad light on the gaming community in general because it, there's two levels of it. There's the fun, you know, I just put a couple skins in and get a couple yeah. back. And then, but you see the streamers doing it and they're making like Steam Bank off Or of losing one of the two. Or losing yeah. it, yeah. But I mean, yeah. thousands of dollars going into it. So, yeah, it's definitely interesting and, um, I think I think I think in the end, yeah, it does come down to like as as an adult, like you should be able to make that choice, like to either do it or not, and like if it's a good decision or not. Um, and, and kids will learn one way or another. So I, I guess that's what I was trying to say. Like, if you're an adult, it falls on your head, whatever the outcome is. And if it's a kid, it's not any of these companies' job to to censor shit for your kid. I think that that falls on the parents' head pretty much like you know you know yeah, you're playing sense. those games you right, know your kids right. using your credit card or you should you know <laughs> you definitely should yeah because if there's one like way or another you should figure it out yeah like but uh yeah uh, that's a it's a weird weird time for that the other thing i want to touch on real quick is the part that i think sheds very very badly on the gaming community is remember when we had all the professionals betting on mm. games yeah. With that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That that shit is completely unacceptable. Yeah. In my opinion, as far as and um, I forgot about this. One of the people that was um, banned from Counter Strike, like I can't remember, if it, was it supposed to be a permanent or if it was just a suspension, um, has recently picked up a team and is managing a team. Um, and he was one that rigged matches like he straight up rigged matches with other people um and i think that's very interesting that they're allowing someone like that back into the competitive scene um i understand things like i will dominate where or incarnation where they were bm or they were just idiots and they've matured well, i feel like they've matured so. and so they like make the choice now not to uh be a bad sport being a bad sport is one thing. Rigging matches to make money is like that's if that happens in a in a in a, in a like the NFL or something like that, like you're n you're never gonna touch a football again. So no, like for a me, gate that wasn't even thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just oh yeah, explosion. And so I mean, obviously, then the, and they, they are treating the, those like a big deal, and we haven't seen as much. Uh, in a while, I believe. Um, I just I feel like those should be more 
taken even more seriously that uh, if someone does that, then they shouldn't be allowed back in the scene, regardless of how important they were or how good they were or anything like that. Um, yep. And I think that it, it not only is it just ridiculous, it's also like a really bad example because like gaming is reaching such a younger crowd and, and, and p- these people are lying and cheating in, in a, you know, to make money and for a professional sport and kids are seeing that and they see the cheating and they're like, oh, well, maybe I can cheat in my games and then you get the hackers and things like that. But, um, yep. it all trickles down. Yeah. So definitely that's, that's a good point. Um, and then apart from that, uh, so G2A is a website company that sells games for lower prices, essentially. Um, and they've been under a lot of fire for having, um, well, for one thing, selling codes that didn't work, essentially. And also for having links on their site and sponsors on their site for League of Legends botting um as well as i think some other botting as well but but basically riot has banned g2a from sponsoring uh teams because of the botting uh ads and now they're asking players and 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 organizations to remove the like the logos from their jerseys um like complete just completely get rid of them uh and i think this is really interesting um i feel like it's kind of a power play from riot uh uh because because they can (laughs) basically um i i I think it might be a little bit unnecessary i feel like g2a can just remove that crap and it'll be over with um but i think at the end i mean at the end of the day riot will probably find something else to complain about uh because they can't at this point like once i feel like with big companies like once they've made this argument like they're it's gonna keep like they're gonna keep hammering it in until they get well, they what they set want, a standard thing. like yeah. they're not gonna back off of it yeah absolutely um but it, i think it does make sense because obviously like they're advertising something that's breaking their game and that's stupid um would, uh it's interesting i think uh, <laughs> If I was in Riot's place, the first thing I would have done was contact the G2A in whatever means I could and ask them more politely because they don't want to ruin any sort of income coming into their scene. Right. So that's kind of a bad business play <laughs> off the bat. Which how they could have done, which I mean, because we don't know how, what goes on behind the scenes, but from what it looks like is that it was, it's more of a direct like, all right, well, we're done with G2A and then now everybody else needs to as well. In in my opinion, though, if they did that, or if they even attempted, which I kind of doubt they did, but let's say they did, what they did was probably the best move they could have made. Being that aggressive when you're that big of a company, to me, is a good thing. Yeah. But I think you should always be reasonable first. Right. And the fact that they probably cut off a source of income for not only the teams, but for everything, like, that's... That's bad if they did that. But if if they did say like, hey, you know, we don't support this and we can't be affiliated with you if this is what you're going to advertise on your site, you know, we're done. But, you know, if they for some I can't imagine why G2A would ever do that because, I mean, they don't want to be, you know, they want to put their name out there. Right. So, yeah, I would say... Again, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, that Riot just made a power play because they have all the money in the world, and they yeah. can. 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, it's definitely interesting, and uh, I've never been on G2A. I'm not really sure, but I'd be kind of curious to I see if really, they've made any changes. But I don't really want to support them to be 100. Yeah. Honest, they're sponsoring a lot of people like a lot of streamers and stuff like that yeah um and Tons. yeah a lot and it's which is fine like obviously i they're probably approaching these streamers i doubt that the streamers are mm -hmm. going out of their way to find this sponsorship um because they know that it'll bring traffic so yeah it works for them i just <clears throat> excuse me i feel like It, it's that weird thing of you you hate to see the blockbuster games that aren't any good and keep supporting them but at the same time i don't i i sometimes i even feel bad at steam sales paying dirt cheap for a really good game if it's mm. a re like if it's worth it right, like right. you know like uh again going back to the witcher like paying full price for that game i felt good about doing that afterwards and that's kind of what i miss and like you know like you buy this game and you love this game and you love who made it and you're proud that you paid like you yeah. felt like you spent your money well and I, I, I feel like buying games, some of their some of their prices are extremely low on G, G2A. And it's just kind of like, I'm kind of for one, it's sketch, but for two, I'm just like, that game's worth more than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah but I mean, if it's sense. a Steam sale and it's like five bucks off, then yeah, my morality goes out the window and I just want to get a Jeep. <laughs> like that's... Yeah. But. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so apart from that... Um, I just wanted to touch on uh, betas. Um, like there's a, right. Uh, there's a lot of betas going on right now, actually. Um, Star Wars, uh, Guild Wars betas. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Rainbow Six? Is yeah, that Rainbow Six. Beta? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the, the, the big ones. Um I think that we're seeing I the main thing bothers with me with certain betas is the exclusivity. Um so the type where you have to pre-order to get oh, it. God, yeah. Um I think that betas should be open to everyone. Um I like that it can almost be used as a demo for people to see if they will want to purchase the game. I think it would make people more willing to purchase the game. Obviously, you're going to lose out on pre-orders, um, but I feel like that's actually a small amount of the income format from the games. Um, I think... So, Guild Wars is doing beta weekends, or has been doing beta weekends uh, for their Heart of the Thorns expansion. Um, and it is including the class variants as well as the new class, uh, and you can instantly create a character that is level 80 to be able to test out those characters. Um, however, you have to pre-order it to be able to do this. Um, that is unfortunate to me. However, I think they're doing something really good to kind of combat that, and that is normal people still get to play with those right so you during the weekend you can still get matched up with say in pvp or dungeons whatever you can still get matched up with someone who's playing the new class or playing a new variant of a class you already have um so you do still get to see it in action um and also they do um like they do bonuses like buffs bonus buffs uh whenever there's a beta weekend going on or and actually really any community event going on they do that um, and I think that's a really good way for them to kind of supplement that. 
Um, I yeah. still think that there should be some sort of trial for it. Like, I would much rather... Um, I get, But I guess with World of Warcraft, like, I never tried any, any of those. Um, and I, oh. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm buying Heart of the Thorns, so I'm not really that concerned with it. Um, but I still feel like for an MMO... Um, maybe even just take one of those weekends and let everybody try it, right? Yeah. Um, so even it, so, I think they, I think they're gonna have a total of five or six. I'm not sure. Um, this last one was the third weekend, um, and I think th I just think that they could take one of those and just say, all right, everybody can try it this weekend, um, and I think that would be pretty beneficial because uh, feedback is just such a huge thing, and that's what betas are and alphas are all about is feedbacks. Yeah. Uh, and and seeing what people think and all these early access games that we're getting now and 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 that kind of thing. So uh, that's what I was gonna say. Is it's <coughs> betas are so like the idea of a beta used to be that it. I mean, it was a stress test. It was a especially for games at servers. Right. And I am so tired of MMOs that come out and it's like, oh, we didn't expect this much traffic, and it's like, really. I, I don't believe you didn't expect this much traffic. I believe that you didn't want to work on your servers and pay people to do that or open up new servers so that people could play the game. But, like, especially for things like WoW, like every time an expansion comes out, they're overloaded. How the... How? How? Yeah. And from a business standpoint, that makes absolutely no sense to me. And what you said with Guild Wars, you know, I don't like that you have to pre-order to experience the beta either. Yeah, I don't really... I don't, I don't like... It, what they're doing but I think that they are supplementing it so but I think theirs is so minor and the fact that the game is you purchase it and you're done it kind of makes up for a little bit for me because like being able to play the new class is fun and everything but that wouldn't alone make me want to pre-order like that's not going to be like oh I gotta get it out so I can play the mm -hmm. revenant like I, I don't really care that much about that and on top of that like once I get the game I'm done I don't have to sub I don't have to do anything like that so yeah you know, I, I, for them, I would almost see it more as just a little extra. Less of a fire game. Yeah. Uh, from yeah. them. But from other games... Yeah, there are them. there are bonuses other than just the early access. I can't remember what they are off the top of my head. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then I guess with Battlefront, he's been doing beta. Actually, the beta, I guess technically the beta opens tomorrow. However, there were people already playing the game. Yep. I'm honestly not even... I, I don't even Summit know. Summit even was. Yeah, Summit was playing, um, and some other streamers. Not really sure how, but they were. Um, looks really, really nice. Um, obviously, the beta isn't the full game, so we don't get to see a ton. But it yeah. looks, it looks like a really nice game, and it looks pretty well polished. Um, I'm really interested to see like more classes and more variants and 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 like progression. I guess um, is the biggest thing. Uh, with me is because that's what I mean. Battlefront Two, my literally my favorite game of all time is Battlefront Two. Star Wars Battlefront Two was my like the epitome of like the most fun I've ever had in a video game. Oh, yeah. Um, and so sad that they took down the servers. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, so, uh, but I'm. But, like, part of it was that there was no, like, progression. Like, that's what Call of Duty did 
like that's something that Call of Duty added. That one reason that I went to Call of Duty was right. that I could level up my account and I could unlock new guns and do loadouts and and change all that. Where I mean, yeah, there was variance with with uh, Battlefront, but um, it's kind of now with the new one, it's towards the uh, battlefield style with unlocks and and loadouts and things like that, which I really like. Which obviously, because it's a dice game, it makes sense that right. Um, it's going to be similar. Um, like I said, it looks really good. Like I, I mean, visually, like it looks polished and it looks nice. Um, I haven't. I was. I only watched for a little bit today. Um, I'm going to be watching as much like beta as I can since I'm not in the beta myself. Um, uh, but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going to buy it regardless because it's Star Wars. I don't really care. <laughs> but um, I'll pretty much buy. Uh, I I would I would buy a Star Wars Yamaka if if I found <laughs> one. Like I, it's Star Wars, I'll buy it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and I've been waiting for. I mean, when they showed Star Wars twenty thirty three, I was so excited, and then now okay. it's not happening, oh, and I'm so sad. But um, this is going to be the one that I think brings. Like I feel like this will get people excited for more Star Wars video games because obviously there's the hype for the movies right now, um, but I think that this will be kind of one that'll uh, like bring up the video games. Uh, I would love to see another Force Unleashed style game uh, yeah. uh, because that was kind of the successor to the Jedi Knight series games, or it's like that you play as the obviously a Force user and storyline and things like that. I would also love to see another Republic Commando, like not a, that style, but literally a Republic Commando se- uh, sequel, because that's another one of my favorite games. Um, I'd love to see another Knights of the Old Republic. Yep, Knights of the Old Republic. Like I think that they could do this, where in the next couple years they could re- release one uh, in the same sort of style as some of the past ones. So another like first-person shooter one, another uh, RPG, uh, another just straight-up story-based. Uh, I don't really. What would that be called? Like the Force Unleashed. I don't really I know. Mean, and like old I guess it has. Like I guess it would be like a, like an adventure game. Yeah, an, yeah, an it's adventure really game. An RPG, it has some. It, it has some RPG elements, some hack and slash yeah. elements. It's just an adventure game. It's a nice action adventure game with force powers. Like you get yeah. to play as a Jedi. Like what's cooler than that? Um, so I would love to see that kind of thing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which. I mean. As far as I know, we haven't really heard anything from any developers. Um, I mean, I would love to see Bioware work on another Star Wars R- RPG. Love. I would love to see that. Oh my god, um, yes. Especially, like, with advancements that have come to... Uh, oh my god, can you imagine Mass Effect with Star Wars? I mean, come Right, on. exactly. Like, like to how it looks, to be? voice acting, to everything. Like, yeah. it would just be yeah. amazing. Um, See, I, for me, what I wonder, and I wonder why they haven't done it yet, is if you think about it, this whole time before these movies, the new movies, are coming out, like, Star Wars has an older audience. Like, they don't only have to tailor to kids anymore, right. like, at all. And, I mean, it always has, but, like, now, I mean, most of the kids that really love Star Wars are adults. Like, I mean, they'd eat up an RPG that was set in the Star Wars universe. I mean, oh yeah, and... It's also interesting what you said about the progression in Battlefront, because that is going to be literally... I mean, I'm the same way. It's a Star Wars game. I'll buy it. But that is going to be the selling point to how much I enjoy the game. Right. 
replayability. 100%. Replayability. Yeah. yeah. Because that that's like that's like the one good thing from Call of Duty that I still remember was it was so much fun to set up your classes and be you felt unique in yeah, some yeah. way. And like it and same thing with um Battlefield. I mean well, every time like you saw that sniper rifle you wanted it so bad and you had to get these mini points and like you finally got it and then you just felt great using it and get the, yeah. get the attachment and i i think from what i saw today i think they're pulling a little bit of the uh like dirty bomb where they have like loadout cards but mm -hmm. i don't think it's as severe like i think dirty i think dirty bomb um actually is kind of a cool system the way you unlock the cards and stuff like that um, however, you ca it it can be pay to win. Like, yeah, you can get everything just by oh, playing yeah. the game, but you could also just buy it if you wanted to, and that is kind of lame. Um, but I think those kind of progression systems um, are a little bit lacking. I like. I mean, I've always enjoyed. I don't uh, Call of Duty for that. Like. Um, like getting to the next thing to get like and then individual unlocks within each piece and everything like that like it felt like you were really working towards something um right. and i think that's the biggest draw point of rpgs and mmos and stuff like that is that you're working towards something right like you're working towards end game and you want to finish it so a game like battlefront which yeah it'll have a story and you'll and i'll play the story but the replayability of unlocking things and not just playing with my friends because playing with my friends will obviously be a big part of it but uh, being able to have something like a goal to achieve right. other than just achievements is is definitely a big selling point for me so yeah. yeah and i mean i'd like to see honestly with battlefront i would like to see them if, even if they just took the uh not the dirty bomb style but the um what you said with the cards just have like some some base classes like like battlefield did Right. And then you'd be able to work around inside those. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. that would be fine. Because then, yeah. then you don't have, like, the soldier with the sniper rifle. And, you know, I, I don't want to see that. Because that's right. the one thing I didn't like about Call of Duty was, you know, guys running around everywhere, but he's using his sniper rifle. Doesn't yeah, matter. yeah. The, yeah. I mean, it was fun. You so, very, it's like, cool. variance makes sense. Like, if you want to be able to be a sniper that's not necessarily just going to sit in one spot, like, yeah, you can move right. around. But, like, the extremes are kind of, like, a hassle. Um, so I think, I feel like being able to have the base classes for sure will make sense, uh, um, which I think is how it is. I, again, I, d I didn't watch as much as I, I probably should have, but, um, yeah, because I mean, Battlefront 2 was all about like which class you had. That was the, like, depending on how you wanted to play, you picked a class and that's how it played. Um, uh, which is nice, but then again, this will add more, uh uniqueness to how you want to play and stuff right. like that so it'll be really nice um and then the other beta rainbow six siege um so new rainbow six game sick with it uh rainbow six vegas 2 was the last one i really enjoyed that game was awesome uh was super amazing. fun and just the multiplayer was competitive and it felt good and everything storyline was great um rainbow six siege I'm just going to put it out there, not a fan. I think when I first heard about Rainbow Six Siege, I was like, holy crap, this looks, this sounds, sounds amazing on paper. This, I mean, a competitive, uh, breach and clear, round by round shooter. 
made by Tom Clancy or well, not made by well, Tom Clancy, but yeah. under under the Tom Clancy IP. Right. Um, but I've been watching the game and I am not all that intrigued. Um, it seems incredibly uh, repetitive. Um, I feel like there's just balancing issues as far as maps go. Like people are pretty oh, much going to do the. It seems like p- people are pretty much going to do the same thing every single time, um, and that bothers me a lot. Uh, and loadouts are pretty basic. Like yeah, there's some changes you can do and stuff like that. But I mean the guns. I think it's going to be like oh this gun's OP. Everybody's going to use it. Yep. Um, which is one of the things that I really loved about Vegas too was the customization of the characters and like you know you made your guy look how you wanted with the camos and, and your armors and your weapons and like that that doesn't really seem like it's there really. And, was that and, has there been another? Yeah, there was. Wasn't that? Yeah, uh, there was another Rainbow Six, wasn't there? Since well, I mean, then, there was the, the. I don't think so. I think was that was the last one. I thought there was. I thought there was one in between. But I could be wrong about that, not. but I feel like the Vegas, the two Vegas games, were kind of like the end. Of yeah. <laughs> which is uh so i like i said like I, w- I was like oh sweet new rainbow six but um i'm just not like if i can get my hands on it somehow i will definitely play it and then if it changes my mind we'll see but um from the beta and alpha and stuff like that it seems not all that uh like it just hasn't hasn't doesn't have that thing to pull me in you know well, I feel um, like I feel like that comes from us too being like we like competitive games, and all I see when I look at that game is wow, these maps look like yeah, they're like the maps look cool, but it just seems like a lot of filler. Like I mean, you're gonna go the same way, and if it's not the same way, you look and see their strategy and just alter it a little bit. Like, and I guess that can be argued for things like Counter Strike, but Counter Strike has such a high skill ceiling. And it has such a, like, you get to play around with the map, I feel like, a little more. Yeah. Which is odd, because all they talked about was how you can play about with the map with this. But Which, I, feel- I mean, which could be true. Like, I've only seen a couple of the maps, I guess. But um, it still feels like once people figure out the one or two ways to go, like, that's pretty much going to be it. Like, with games like Counter-Strike, like, pretty for mm, most of the maps... Like, yeah, there's two sites, and yeah, uh, there's probably, you know, maybe three or four ways, um, like, general ways, but pretty much all of those ways is going to have different, like, ways that you can branch off or switch or, you know, pull a switcheroo on someone or, like, just different ways you can use things, and it just makes sense. Do you think that's caused by the tools that they implemented into the game? Do you think that's part of it? Like, I feel like... like, Kind of. ...sledgehammer being used, and I'm like... Yeah, so, like, you can board up windows, but then you can just break the board up in, like, three seconds. So it's really not that much of an obstacle. Um, Like, yeah, it helps for detecting. Like, if you see a wall breaking, like, you're going to start shooting. But it seems like the tactical parts of it aren't really that tactical. Like, they don't really take... Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It doesn't really, like... um, I guess like I, I said, that, on paper, it seems really cool. I'm just not really sure right now. So, I've always felt like like people hate Counter-Strike. People that don't like Counter-Strike are people that don't, like, they want to aim down their sights. And I do appreciate that in games. But in all honesty, like, competitive-wise, 
it makes me really interested when you can do that. And mm. I think that's just because I'm a Counter-Strike player, so it's a bias. Right. But I just feel like for Rainbow Six, the difference it has is like if I'm, if I'm playing Rainbow Six, the first thing I'm going to think is, okay, we found out where the guys are, so we're going to go this way. We'll knock the wall down, throw a grenade, and run in there and just spray everywhere. Like, I can just see that happening. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, they're not in this room? Frag the next room. Spray that one. And, like, it just it feels like that's what's going to ruin it for me. It's not, you know, all the ideas are cool, but I just feel like calling it competitive when you have all those tools at your disposal, it it just makes it seem a little weird, like, to me. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if there was a way that every round you could earn or gain like bonuses because you won a round so that like you know you started off like nothing and then whoever's winning more gets that and if they lose they lose a lot of money like counter-strike and has some like counterplay to make people play more safe that would make more sense to me but right now it just seems like everybody goes in fully loaded and just goes ham yeah you just kind of go at it and then whoever comes out on top comes out on top um it'll be interesting to see like how if it does have a competitive scene that does evolve how it does do so um not really sure like to me it doesn't really seem like it'll draw that big of a crowd uh but we'll see we'll see for sure uh it'll be interesting all right well that's pretty much it for now um unless if you have anything else you want to add i think we covered most of the big stuff's going on i'm just waiting for the witcher (laughs) right and i'm waiting for nothing uh just just going at it all right uh well whether you're listening or watching uh thank you if you've made it this far um go ahead and if you want to hit like or subscribe or comment or whatever uh and we'll have links to social media and whatnot below all right yeah yeah